Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Let's welcome tonight's guest. He's the pleasantly fragrant secret agent, former CIA officer and star of Black Files Declassified on the Science Channel. That's hilarious. Mike Baker. Nice Santa. Just like the sandwich he's named after, he brings the special sauce. Creator and host of The Rubin Report, Dave Rubin. <clears throat> and welcome back. She'll lift your spirits. Seriously, she will steal your booze. Host of Sincerely Cat on Fox Nation, Cat Tip. And he's got more muscles than a seafood shack. My massive sidekick and host of Nuff Set on Fox Nation, Tyrus. All right. So, Mike Baker. You're a spy, yeah. probably still are a spy. Who? What is a bigger concern here? Is it the security breach from Hunter or from Fart Monster? <laughs> well, look, uh, do I think Eric Swalwell is, is guilty of espionage? No. Uh, he's guilty of, uh, you know, stupidity and lack of self-awareness. <laughs> there's, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of procedural issues here. One is right. I was always under the impression that every member of the House and Senate Intel committees and their staffers had to report any contact with a foreign national, right? Uh, if that's not being done, then someone should, uh, an intrepid investigative journalist should ask that question somewhere, because that should be uh, mm -hmm. step one. You should also, if you're going to serve on those committees uh, as a staffer or as a politician, you should be subjected to a polygraph. Look, these are things that happen to the members of the intel community. Uh, so there's no reason why these folks shouldn't have to go through that same thing. But I'm glad, in a sense, that we're talking about it because for decades the Chinese have been engaged in this sort of activity. This is nothing new. Right? This is decades and decades mm -hmm. of very aggressive espionage in this country to steal information, to create agents of influence, to do a variety of things. And for decades, there was no media attention paid to it. There was a lack of public awareness. Nobody wanted to really talk about it. And so only the past two or three years, in part because of Trump's and the administration's stance against China, we're, we've been discussing it. And so that's a good thing, because that's more important, really, than one side attacking the other, in a sense. You know, I mean, we should yeah. just always keep in mind who the bad element is here, and it's the Chinese regime. Yeah, you know, it's true. The only, really, the only entity that cared about the danger of honeypots was Winnie the Pooh. Always getting his paws stuck in that jar. Hey, Dave. All right. Dave, isn't the, <laughs> Tyrus's face is absolute disgust right now. Dave, isn't the big story, the century, the censoring of the story, what they did with the Hunter Biden story to win an election? Yes, absolutely. And, and Greg, you know that I'm a learned man. I'm an educated man. Yes. And I've even got the fake newsman glasses to prove it. And let me tell you something now that I look like a smart man, which is that not only do these people lie about everything that they're doing and project all of these things. I mean, in 1993, I took Psych 101 at SUNY Binghamton. I understand what these people are up to. But yes, the censorship is the much bigger issue. The fact that for a month before the election, it 
was only us right-wing maniacs on Fox yes. News who dared to talk about the Hunter Biden story. And as you said, Twitter censored the story. And now they're sort of kind of on mainstream. They're kind of talking about it. Let's not forget NPR, which apparently we fund, we the free people fund NPR. I'm yes. not exactly sure why. They even issued a statement before the election saying why they wouldn't talk about the Hunter Biden story. So we are in an avalanche <laughs> of BS, my friend. Yes, but at least now, I think Americans see, can see the avalanche, Cat. We, we now, like, we can't trust anybody anymore. I think the entire nation has been red-pilled. Uh, we, you, you can't trust anybody at all, ever. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, this nope. just no, no. Like, that's how you get hurt. You wow. need to stay guarded completely so no one can get to you. Uh, but you know, Eric yes. Swalwell, he's focusing very much on the leaks. He's very upset about the leaks. Yeah. And I just don't yes. remember him having that point of view when it came to anything uh, involving the Russia investigation. I also mm -hmm. don't understand how it even remotely makes sense that this happened because of, you know, he's too mean to Trump. It's like, like your own actions had nothing to do with you putting you in this predicament and being so, I, I don't know. I'm glad you showed the clip of the fart because this has been a little yes. difficult for me because when the fart happened, I was not just a defender, but a celebrator of the fart because I thought right. it brought us all together despite our division. But now I'm not so sure because he appears to now be farting out of his mouth, which is taking it a little too far. Yes, you know, uh, Scott Adams was concerned that perhaps Swalwell will ac be accusing people of gaslighting. Yeah, he, and yeah. uh, we don't want that. Yeah. We don't want that. No gaslighting. I get Tyrus? it. It's a fart joke. Yes, it is. Well, I can't resist. I, too, have my learned, I too have my learned glasses on uh, because yes. I am learned man myself. But I have to take the glasses off and disagree with everybody on this panel. Okay, this what? isn't okay. about espionage. This is about love and having your heart broken. Look at those pictures. He was young. He was impressionable. Here comes this lady telling him he was smart and handsome mm -hmm. and laughed at all his jokes. She even got him an intern mm -hmm. who would work for free. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, she hooked him up with car service on the weekend because she knew a guy who drove cars professionally. Like, you're not looking at this the right way. We always blame the guy. The guy's always the bad guy. Couldn't he be mm. the victim here? Wasn't the spy on his heart? You know, Wait. for eight years <laughs> they were friends and confidants and buddies and pals and they went to she took him to parties that he normally would never mm -hmm. be allowed to go never would have got asked he never got to be the bell of the ball he never got to be valedictorian or the king of the prom and she's doing it and we want to blame him well i you can I'm be a sorry, victim man, you can be a victim even if he is you can be a victim and still be dumb Mm. And that's the point. Now, if i could just if i like when adam shift writes this screenplay It'll be yes. the spy on Swalwell's heart. Hallmark, mm, it's beautiful. all yours. Yeah. I give it Mike, away. Uh, last word, you know, Mike. I, I, yeah, Greg, if I could just point something out. First of all, I got a damn pocket square. So obviously, you know, that trumps glasses when we're talking about who's the, who's the smart guy sitting in the room. But to, to, to this idea that, that we've, the media, as advocates of the, the liberals and the Democrats, you know, ignore this story, there's no better example of sort of the lack of awareness or irony on their part than Swalwell saying that, you know, really, 
if we talk about his engagement with Fang Fang and the, and the work that the Chinese were doing, then we're actually doing the work of the Chinese by discrediting Swalwell. Again, exactly. without any oh. irony about what they've been doing over four years. Yeah. You broke That's his actually heart, a surprisingly Fang Fang. good you point. You broke his heart. <laughs> Fang Fang, all right. <laughs> all right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Crappy Santas and Santa Crappers. It's a new segment we're calling... Wart on Christmas. First up, a PC mall Santa in Illinois who refused to promise a kid a Nerf gun for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? No, no guns. Nerf guns. No, not even a Nerf gun. It's okay. So the mall later apologized and sent a different Santa to the boy's home to deliver the toy. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, a woman says she received an anonymous letter, my favorite kind, from a neighbor shaming her for her Christmas lights. As you can see, it's not much. But the letter calls the lights a harmful reminder of, quote, systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate Christmas or can't afford to put up lights of their own. Is that real? Apparently, three other homes in the area received the same letter. Finally, a sanitation company in Indiana came up with a way to celebrate the end of this crappy year. A choir of porta-potties singing hallelujah. That is one of the most amazing things I have ever seen. And I will watch that every day for the rest of my life. All right, Kat. Um, I don't know yeah. where to start on this. We could go right to the porta-potties. Oh, or we could just talk about the nerfs. The, the nerf gun. I, the, I, I want to talk about the letter because you missed the best part. Okay, please do. The best part do. Go. of the letter was yes. this. If it's your... We must do work of educating ourselves about the harmful impact an outward-facing display like yours can have. To say something that ridiculous and then include the word must, you must. I got a million better ways to spend my time, okay? Like, if this is real, like, get bent, you loser, all right? And I am not, like, exactly, like, a holly jolly holiday gal. Like, Cam loves Christmas. We got the tree up, the lights. To me, it makes, it's like another mess you just got to put away later. It makes, like, as much sense as taking clothes out of the the dresser and putting lights on them, okay? But a lot of people love it. They love it. Let them have it. Everything sucks right now for a lot of people. And if it doesn't suck for you to the point where you have time, to do something like this, go make yourself useful. Yeah, I'm wondering if that letter is real, but I, it, I did it. I did a search, meaning I just Googled, is it real? And, and it said, yes, it's real. I did, too. So, so that's it's two of us. <laughs> yeah. So that's we just did more work than all the Sunday shows on Russian collusion. <laughs> <laughs> just let that sink in for a while. Mike, uh, where yeah. do you stand on the anti nerf gun Santa? Yeah, that that was disgusting um, and uh, pathetic, uh, you know, and, and, you know, nowadays it's tough enough to to give your kids a little bit of room as they grow up to believe in Santa or just not to be inundated with with uh, horrible things on the Internet. So for, you know, for this Santa to impose that, I, I mean, what again, what a load of, of crap. But I, I think that letter going back to the letter and the lights on the house, um, I, whether it's real or not, look, I agree with Kat. It's been a crappy year. You want to celebrate? I got my house lit up uh, like a like a 1967 Ford operating base in Vietnam. We got flares and rockets, and we got lights. 
And you know what? You want to celebrate something, uh, you know, at the end of this year before we box it up and take it out to the bin. Well, yeah. they, God bless you. Can I just point out to people that it appears that Santa is humping Mike Baker's shoulder? <laughs> I just noticed this now. A little bit more to the left there, Santa. Yeah. All right. You know, all right. His hips, um, Tyrus, his hips uh, given out. Tyrus, what do you think? I don't know what to think. I'm just going to block out the whole uh, Mr. Baker thing. Uh, but going back to that punk-ass woke Santa, uh, I talked about this on Outnumbered this week and uh, lost my mind when I couldn't believe – no one comes to see you, bruh. They come to see Santa, not an evening with woke playwright playing Santa who wants to hear your take on life. If literally, if a kid says, I would like a fully functioning nuclear physical submarine with multiple nuclear, you literally look at him and go, have you been a good girl this year? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and exactly. Santa will have to see. That's about as far as it should go. Not dropping your mm-hmm. epitaphs on life. Because if the kid, who was, by the way, four and a half, if the kid was a little older, yeah. he'd be like, but you're a Santa. What are you telling me about life? You know what I'm saying? But neither <laughs> yeah, here nor exactly. there. It was disgusting. The DiCarlo, the DiCarlo family, uh, I got a chance to talk to them on Tyrus and Tim podcast yep. with breaking news. We had them on this week. interview. Sorry, um, Brett Bear. Yeah, Brett Bear. What? <laughs> Wallace, what? You dropped the ball. We pick it up. So everyone, remember, the cool thing about Nerfs, it's soft. I grew up my whole life playing with Nerf because it's soft. Real life's tough. Nerfs are soft. Woke Santas, mm-hmm. go back to There's sleep. a lot of things. Enough said. There's a lot of things that you can't make out of a nerf. I've tried it many times, and I end up losing it, Dave. You, what's no, what's you your st- take? Hey, Gutfeld, you stop. No, Gutfeld, you will not make <laughs> nerf creepy. I've, you will right. not. Okay? Nerfs are for kids. And kids who don't want to grow I got up like it. myself. No. Yes. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Greg, I stop it. All right, Greg, I know you're tight on time for this segment, and frankly, I have bigger problems. There's a prostitute outside, <laughs> yes. and now she's at the encampment, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to deal with that. So let's just let's just cut this as is, okay? I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> Thanks to Mike Baker, Dave Rubin, Cat Tip, Tyrus. We are out of time. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and I love you, America.